0: Welcome to the Lyc Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Not a, Bible if you don't, not a big deal, but if you brought your Bible, I'd encourage you to get a Bible and bring it. Go with me to Psalms chapter one. Psalm chapter one. And uh, while you're turning there, while you're turning there, uh, will you allow me tonight? Uh, to do uh, two pastoral announcements slash encouragements. Is that cool? Can, can, can I do that? Brandon, what do you mean pastoral? Uh, my job, someone say your job, your job, my job, I'm a pastor, and part of my job, uh, look, look at your neighbor and say, you're like a sheep, man. You're like a, par, part of a pastor's job, a pastor really means shepherd, and it comes from, you know, the, the, the ancient times where uh, shepherds, I guess there's still shepherds today because there's still sheep that need shepherding. Uh, but they would literally sh- uh, shepherd, lead, guide sheep. And so pastors uh, in, in a similar fashion have been given the responsibility to help lead and guide and encourage and direct people. And so I want to help you with two things tonight. Someone say two things. All right, here's the first one. Um, here, here's a comment that I've heard three times tonight. And um, I've heard that, uh, that three is, like, a powerful number, and so I'm just going to, uh, like, just, we're just going to talk about it. I've heard three times, no one's here. Like, we're, like we're, Brandon, like, last week, all these chairs were full, and, like, we're, we're, where everybody at? Here's, here's, here's two, two things I'll encourage you with, okay? Uh, number one, here's my question, rhetorical. Do you not answer? Do you not raise your hand? Do you not point at anybody? But here's my question. Um, who did you... And, and I, I see one person like, you know, McKenzie's an all star, but like, who did you bring to church tonight? Who, who did you invite and bring to church tonight? And here, here's just my observation that all of us have been called by God to be, uh, the Bible says this way, to be his ambassadors, in other words, his representatives. And so um, it would be awkward. Like, can you even imagine if I showed up at your school and was, like, hanging out in the lunchroom, like, hey, man, I'm Pastor Brandon. Nice to meet you, bro. Hey, we, we, we got a youth event tonight, buddy. Be good to see you there. God's got a plan for your life. Or you yes, huh? cool, brush your teeth, man. Like, they'd be like, bro, why are you here? That's not my field. That's your field. So, like, your world, your friends, your your, your sphere, your your soccer team, your, your your dance studio, like, that's your world. And part of what God has commissioned us is to be used by him to tell people about Jesus and help people find their way into his house. Well, Brandon, I invited someone, but they didn't come. Awesome. Cool. Here's my encouragement. Keep inviting. But then secondly, here's my second secondary encouragement. Pray for that person. Rhetorical question again, rhetorical question. How much are you praying for your friends that God would give you the right words at the right time in the right season to tell them about Jesus and bring them with you into God's house. Every time someone's like, man, like, ain't ain't no one here. I always think, I know. That's why you got to invite people and bring people and say, God, would you use me? God, would you use me to win my friends, to win my school, to win my circle? Because here's the other thing, and then I'll shut up about it. Um, But here's what I truly believe. You and I we live in the world that we create, and here, here's what I mean by that. I, I've had people be like, Brandon, I don't know, man. I just don't think I'm doing, like, you know, youth anymore because, P.S., we need to get a monitor, like, on this side because I'm always sitting over here. But, like, I, yeah, I don't think I'm be part of LYC anymore because, you know, like, like, none of my friends are there anymore. And here's, ready for my two pastoral observations? My number one is, oh, so you haven't intentionally started, like, making friends and leaning into the spiritual family God's placed you in because there are people in your spiritual family that God wants to connect you with and 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 my second observation it's just bears repeating your friends aren't here because you're not bringing them and a lot of the reason you're not bringing them is because you're worried more about what they think about you than you are about their eternity and so i just want to encourage us tonight let's be bringers like like every wednesday like th- this is why it's important that that you you're at church like, it's a big deal when you miss, because when you miss, someone's like, where's everybody at? And it's like, oh, yeah, because I, I didn't. It's a big deal that we're in God's house, and it's a big deal every week. we're going, God, tonight we got church. And it's an opportunity for people to hear your word, people to be in your presence. So, God, help me tonight. Who do you want me to invite? Who do you want me to text? Who do you want me to remind? Who's the person I sit next to every week that I got to go, hey, bro, you coming tonight? Because it's a big deal to be in God's house. Someone said Amen. All right, here's, here's my second one, and then we're, we're going to jump in the Word. Uh, Fall Retreat Encounter 2021. It is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, I'm so excited. We got a guy uh, named Mitch Rumpay, Pastor Mitch Rumpay, who is preaching uh, this uh, this year at retreat all weekend long. Um, it is going to be such a powerful opportunity to not just meet people, not just hang out, um, but, to, but to really encounter God in a fresh way. And so I just encourage you, do whatever you got to do to get there. If you don't have money, we don't care. We will pay for you. We will make a way. We just want you with us. Uh, because really, like what we're just talking about, it's not the same without you. And uh, the Bible goes, those who are hungry will find God. Blessed are the hungry. They shall be filled. Let's just get hungry and go, man. We're gonna, we're gonna show up and say, God, we need to meet you there. And God's gonna show up. Amen? All right, uh, Psalm chapter one, if you got your Bible, go there with me. Uh, Matt, I'm going to rely a lot on you tonight on a computer because um, I literally have no idea where my notes are, um, but that's okay because it's in my heart. And so uh, Psalm chapter one, let me kind of catch you up. Uh, oh, thank you. oh, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You are the man. Thank you so much. These are not my notes, but you guys are being so gracious to give me the notes that I gave you. Um, l- last week we started not a series. Someone say not a series. It's not a series, but we just started like a kind of continuation collection of thoughts that I think will lead us into retreat and it really has to do with this idea of seeking God seeking God now by show of hands, have you ever been um, interested whether it's in a person or a hobby or and you started like researching or seeking or going after or trying to get to know this person if you will you know what I'm talking about um, the, the, the Bible says that we are to seek God. Yes, it is true that God, he, 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 he comes to us. Yes, it is true that God initiated and that God came from heaven to earth in the form of uh, his son, Jesus. Yes, it is true that God just like he did for Saul, knocks us off our donkey and boom, like, but, but we then have to reciprocate through seeking God. The, the, Bible, the Bible goes all, all through from beginning to end that there is, and we talked about this last week, there's a blessing, there's a reward, and we're going to read that again tonight in Psalm 1. There's a blessing and there is a reward when we seek God. Seeking God, going after Him, actually comes with reward and blessing. We said this last week. I know it's my quote, but I love it, that God, while He doesn't play favorites, He does put favor on people. God can put favor on your life that will open doors that no man can shut, that will present opportunities and resources that no one else can touch because there's favor on you. All through scripture, we see that God, he blesses, he puts favor on, he rewards those who who seek him. And we started talking about seeking God last week. And I want to go back to Psalm chapter one. And and I want to talk about something tonight that I think is so essential. Have you ever been bothered before? Just let's, let's, let's conversate for a minute. Have you ever been to a social setting? You ever been to a party or a friend's house? Um, You ever been to school? You ever been somewhere before? And you went home bothered? Like, like, have, have you ever been like annoyed or bothered to the point that you wake up the next day thinking about it? Has anybody ever said something to you that you thought about for like 3 days? Absolutely. This is so petty. Do you do you want to know one of the first ones that I can remember? Th- this is a true story. I was in a circle. My friends, I thought they were my friends, and there was a particular female that all my friends knew I would love to get to know. If you know what I mean. And um and, and my friend Nick Tremere, what a jerk. He he goes, "Wow, Brandon." Woo-hoo-hoo. He said next to me, he goes, "Wow, your breath smells so bad right now." Did you even brush your teeth? This guy needs gum. And I remember being so embarrassed in this circle that like for three days, I'm like, I, God, punish him, judge him, <laughs> smite him. You, do you still do the lightning thing? He deserves it right now. I say that because I went home last Wednesday and I went home last Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just bothered. Let, let me tell you why I was bothered. I wasn't bothered because I'm mad at anybody in here. I'm I'm not. I, I've told this to like people who intern before, um, or like other leaders. But it is literally impossible for you to make me mad. And, and by the way, that is not a challenge. But 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 I, but I dare you to try me. And here's here's why it's impossible for you to make me mad because my because my job, I'm a pastor. Remember. So, so like part of pastoring, as I know, is, is to help people. So when people do dumb stuff, people miss it. People make, make fun of me. People say, you got big eyebrows and your breast smells. Like, it's like, yo, it's all good, man. I'm a pastor. I'm helping you learn to be kind with your words. So like I wasn't mad at anybody, but here's what kind of bothered me. What bothered me was that there was an obvious and apparent uh, to me a heaviness in the room. Here's a question I want to ask, and um, if, if, if you would be so bold just because I don't want anyone to feel like they're by themselves, and by the way, I'm going to raise my hand to every one of these questions, okay? Here's a couple questions I want to ask. Number one, um, have you ever, and wait till I'm done to raise your hand if it applies to you, um, but have you ever dealt with anxiety or fear or depression or feelings of sadness, loneliness, or just overwhelming heaviness? you you ever, okay, that's, that's everybody in the whole room. Maybe, maybe, maybe a couple people I can't see, but like, that's, that's everybody. Did you know that the, one of the number one things that your generation and my generation right now is, is struggling with, it it is mental health. It is the, the overwhelming, and, and you can put different words that are probably more clinically and medically correct that I, uh, maybe don't know, but, uh, do you, you can put whatever words to it, but this overwhelming sense of just heaviness, whether you call it, you know, whether it's depression, whether it's, it's being sad, whether it's just feeling, angry, whatever it might be, it's, it, it's a real thing. Now, here, here's my second question. My hand's going to go like straight up um, in the air, so if I'm the only one, that's cool. But here's my second question. Have you ever been tempted by anything that is what the Bible would classify as sexually inappropriate? whether it be attraction or actions or patterns or habits, anybody besides, for me, you've ever been tempted by these things. Okay, that's like a, a, a fair percentage. The, the two things that we are struggling with in your generation and my generation are, are, are these issues. It is mental health it is, it is feeling overwhelmed, and, and it is what, for, forgive me if this is you know, PG-13, but it's, it's, it's sexual confusion when it comes to like, what is appropriate and, and what's not. Hold on, where is the line and where isn't the line? And, and I just want to make this statement directly from my notes so I do not uh, miss this. Um, tonight is not a one-stop, one-shop, fits all, fixes everything but I do believe that it's a start and I think that we need to start the conversation. Um, I'm not like the dude to over-spiritualize things. Like, I, like I'm not people. Have you ever met someone that over-spiritualizes things? Um, this really happened to me in high school. I, I promise you. I, I have small children, so I know how this stuff happens, but in the foyer directly upstairs, um, if, if the mic feeds back, or I'll, I'll mute Church upstairs every single Sunday morning, and people leaning against the wall. And I promise you, in high school, this crazy leader that we had, she was like, "Oh my God, oh my God!" I was upstairs. I saw a demon's handprint on the wall, and I'm like, "I don't know. Like maybe, like maybe he had oily hands, but I actually probably think it was just like some dude with oily hands that was like wiping his face. That was t- like it's just like like I'm not a guy to over spiritualize, but but here, here's what I know. Um, what we're going to talk about tonight, it's a spiritual issue first. Like, I am not surprised, again, over-spiritualizing, maybe, but I'm not surprised that we have half the amount of people here tonight that we had last week. I'm not surprised that I know a bunch of people that are like, oh, bro, like I'm sick, I can't. Why? Because, because it's a spiritual thing. You, you can write this in every taking Notes, but Ephesians 6, 12, you can, you can go there and it says this, that we don't fight a physical battle. Like, just so you know, the battle we are in, it is not a battle of of, of the flesh. It's not willpower. It's not trying to be more disciplined. It's a spiritual thing. And what I want to talk about tonight is something uh, that uh, I'd like to phrase this way. I want to talk about tonight the power of agreement. Someone say power of agreement. All right, let's say it with some power. Say power of agreement. Power Power of agreement. You've never seen it sounded more churchy in your whole life. You, you never sound more, but power of agreement. That's, that's a churchy term. Um, I, I, I know Matt's not, not up in the booth, um, but, but I want to give you real quick just this definition. It'll be on the screen here in a little bit, but I want to read it to you so know what we're talking about. Or uh, Owens up here. Pa- power of agreement. L- listen to this definition. It is, I don't know it's on the screen or not, but I'll read it to you. It is to come into agreement and alignment with someone or something by way of belief, words, actions, or passivity. The power of agreement is the open door that gives permission and grants access to either God or the devil. You know what power of agreement is? Power of agreement is simply when you through your words, your actions, your your beliefs, you simply just go, Yeah, like I'm like, I'm I'm good with this right here. And here's what I want us to see tonight: that it's actually your agreement. Rise right, right here. It's actually your agreement that opens the door, gives permission and access either to God or to, to the devil. Psalm chapter one, I've 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 talked enough. Let, let's go to the scripture. And I want to go back and we're, remember, we're talking about seeking God, and, and you'll see where this fits in here in just a second. It says, blessed. Someone say blessed. blessed. I'll say it like an old Pentecostal grandma say, blessed. Blessed. Blessed, <laughs> blessed is the man Whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly, though, are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Verse 5, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. In other words, they're not standing in the presence of God, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Verse 6, for the Lord, he knows or he pays attention to the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You can go through Psalm chapter one and you can go through through and see um, th- this is where we got that God, he really does reward people who seek him. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. But, but there is a reward and a blessing that is reserved for those who will seek God. And, and the very first thing that I want you to see tonight is that this whole Psalm that's really about seeking God, I want you to see where it starts. Because when we, when we think about seeking God, Maybe not you, but me. I think about cool. What are the things that I have to do to seek God? Anybody besides for me? That's kind of like where your mind goes. Like if I were to be like, "Yo, yo, Caleb, uh, tomorrow I want you to seek God so hard," you'd be like, "What do I have to do?" Like yeah, just like, like tomorrow. Hey guys, tomorrow I just feel God speaking to us. Tomorrow, let's all get up and seek God. You'd be like, "Okay, um, so I think I'll pray and read the." Bible and like maybe I'll turn on Christian, does Christian TV even still exist? I don't know. Maybe I'll just like turn on the Disney channel. That could be harmless enough. I I don't, like we think about things we got to do, but I want you to notice Psalm chapter one, the first thing it indicates is something this person does not do. First thing it indicates. Blessed is he who, listen to what it says, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful now i 'm going to try like to really break it down and be quick about it, but but here's what here's I want you to see in this and you leave that verse up there: who walks this word walks it, it's not talking about like where, like where you walk at school oh bro bro, bro bro were you at your church last night don't don't go in c wing like Tommy, his locker's there i 'm not walking in the council of the ungodly and uh I'm, it's, not, it's not what I'm talking about. Walking, is, it's, it's your life. Really, it's saying it, this person, he does not live. He, he doesn't have patterns and a lifestyle that is formulated in the counsel or the advice of people who aren't serving God. J- just a quick rhetorical question. Where are you getting your social cues from? How you talk, how you live, how you dress, what is appropriate, what is not appropriate, how you prioritize the manner of your life. Who, who, who's giving that advice? Where's that counsel? Where's that advice coming from? It goes on and it says, nor stands in, in, in the path of sinners. Uh, what, what, what this word stands means, um, it, it, it means to like put your foot down. Has anybody ever told you that you were wrong, and you were like, "No, I'm not." Yeah, like, I don't mean like that dramatic, but ha- have you ever just been like, "Nope, I'm not changing my mind"? Has ever happened to you before? Like, like recently, someone tried to convince me that um, that that Taco Bell wasn't good, and I'm like, "Get behind me, Satan!" <laughs> like, it's not the best, sure. It might give you, you know, some tummy problems that will leave you on on the throne, Absolutely. but Taco Bell's amazing. Like, th- this this word stands, it really means to put your foot down. In in other words, it's it's the mentality, the mindset that you have that goes, yeah, bro, I know what the Bible says. Like, I was raised in a Christian home. I know what Pastor Brandon says, but I'm not changing. I'm not thinking different. I'm not coming into a, it's... It's, it's putting your foot down and saying, nope, I'm staying right here in this mindset, in this pattern. And the last one says, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. the Scornful, sinner, ungodly, it's all describing people who are not walking with God. And I like this one because nor sits in the seat of the scornful. It describes someone who is who they dwell, they live, they've set up 10 and go, nope, this is how I live right here. You you cannot tell me different. I've I built my house here. Me and Isaiah were talking before church. Was Jesus more of like a like build like a a wood house or like a like a brick house? I don't know how we start talking about this, but like I am I'm building my brick home right here. This is how I will live, think, talk, you fill in the blank. And the first thing Psalm chapter one says is blessed, blessed is the man who. Walks, stands, sits—not in the ways, the mindset, the pattern of people who are not, who are not godly. Now, quick, quick, quick! Little preface. Uh, elbow your neighbor real quick and say, "You got to get this." Okay, okay. I need a little more participation. Elbow your neighbor and say, "No, you got to get this for real." Okay. Here's what the Bible says: the whole world. Someone say, "Whole world." The whole world is under the sway of the evil one. I I love stupid stuff people uh, cr- cr- Christians say. Ah, you like, you know like I mean he's not a Christian but like he's a good person though. What does that mean? Like, like one of my favorites is and I am that youth pastor so you better be careful what you say around me. Yeah, you know me and me and uh, me me and Betsy we just start start dating. It's amazing. Uh, you can't drive. I know we just, like, our parents drop us off places and we hang out and uh, one time my pinky touched her pinky and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in love. Um, be, because I, here's the question I like to ask. Oh, cool, cool. Like, do they serve Jesus? And I can't tell you how many times what I've gotten is like, well, I mean, like, they're not like a Christian Christian, but like, I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're a good person. Kind of like there's no Neutral there is no so so when we talk about just a good person or or we say like the ways of the world here's what we're saying the ways of the devil cuz the bible says the whole world under the sway the of the evil one and so really what psalm 1 can 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 be translated to say is blessed is the one who they're not walking standing sitting in the ways of the devil in in the world's way of thinking and living and 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 pr- like blesses the one who's not doing that. Now, r- r- real quick, just I, I want to go here for a second. That word, bless. Someone say blessed again. Blessed, blessed. Any anybody last week? You were paying attention just a little bit, and you can tell me what that word means. Come on, I need I need one person, one person, one person, one person, one person, one person. Pick me, pick me. Thank you, Tiffany Lance. <laughs> And so I mean, we, we all live in, in, in America. And, and growing up, maybe it's just me. Maybe I watched too much Richie Rich. Um, but when I heard the word blessed, I'm like, blessed? Yes, God. I want to be a millionaire. Like, I, I always thought materials are blessed. Bro, like, for real, like, the Bible says if you serve him, you will drive a Rolls Royce. You will have fat stacks. Like you, but, but actually, that word, it, it means happy. It means full of Joy. It means full of vibrancy of life. It, it, it's describing someone that we all have bad days. We all have rough moments. We all have times where we want to, like, give someone a holy strangle. But, um, like, o- overall, your, your manner of life is like, hey, I'm here. Why are you so happy? Bro, I just, like, I just am. Have you, you ever met a happy person like that? That you're like, dude, it's algebra, bro. I know. <laughs> I hate it. I hate algebra. <laughs> But we're here man we're here it's just good yeah but like you're you you're failing I know it's crazy I'll be here next year too so I'm just I'm not' I'm just, I'm just like we, we we won't read these scriptures but well actually maybe we, we will read them go 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 to if you have a Bible or just notes go to Romans 1417 listen to this Romans 1417. for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking it's not about external things but the kingdom of God is righteousness listen to this and peace Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I heard a pastor say this recently and it just stuck. Here's what he said. He said, have you ever thought about that two-thirds, two-thirds of the kingdom of God is an emotional state of being? The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy. Listen to this, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. You, you've heard this, fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. In other words, what I want you to see is that the kingdom of God, it should be changing our emotions. That the Bible goes, the fruit of the Holy Spirit at at work and active in your life is this. Man, it's just good to be here. Again, we're in algebra. I know, but but there's something in me that it's changed me. There's something in me that, and this is where the Bible says, John 10, 10, that Jesus has come that we may have life and life more abundantly. That doesn't mean more clothes and more cars and like a date to prom. Like life abundant, it's, think about this for a second, and and we're we're a little bit off, off the notes, but think about this for a second. Everything people want in life why do they want it? Because they think it will bring them what? Happiness. Happiness. Bro, I want to go to Fiji. why though because Because I feel like I really just need like like an internal relief, and I think it'd be a good get. man, I just really want everything we want and we're chasing it's because we actually want the emotion we think that it'll bring us like, like let's just real quick if. If if someone was like, hey, man, went to Fiji last week, if you went there, well, it's terrible. Um, There was enormous bugs. Like, I've never been to Fiji. I'm making this up. There's enormous bugs. And um, there was, like, these evil uh, flying monkeys. And um, I got bitten. I got stung. Um, I ate some Fijian food. Uh, I had the runs the whole week. It was the worst. I hated it. You wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Let's go to Fiji Be, because you go, oh, that thing equates not a good thing, like experience. You want what you want because you want the emotion you think will come with it. That's why I want fill, fill, fill in the blank. But what the Bible is trying to help us see is no, 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 no. The product of seeking and serving and being full of the Spirit of God. It's actually everything. This is why Paul goes, "Um, I'm content no matter what. Paul goes, I'm content whether I'm poor or I'm rich, whether I'm famous or no one knows. I'm content. Why? Because the emotional state that everybody is searching for and think comes in the thing they don't have, I found it. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit of God, it is love and joy and peace. This is what, what God desires. Now here, let's, let's flip the script real quick, okay? John 10.10, 10, the thief has come to steal, I'm sorry, uh, Jesus has come, he may, he may have life and life more abundantly, but the thief, someone say the thief. The thief, the thief has come to steal, kill, and to destroy, First Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Um, this, this will not be on the screen because it's not in the notes, but can, can I just read you something real quick? Say, yes, Pastor Brandon. Thank you. I appreciate your, I pre- appreciate your, um, your permission. Mark chapter 5. And and you you don't got to worry about the scrambles. I'll just read this real quick. Then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the guardians. And when they'd come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he'd often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces and neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. Does this man sound like he's having any fun? No, he's being tormented. Here's a man in Mark chapter five that really is a picture for a lot of our generation. Here's a man that we, we don't know what to do with him. We sent him to every doctor, and he's on every kind of medication, and he went to this therapy and that therapy, and uh, we just we, we don't know what to do because we've tried everything, and still, night and day, he is in the tombs crying out and harming himself. You know why? Be, because while Jesus wants to bring you joy and peace, blessedness, can I tell you the enemy's desire for you is torment? It's torment. It's like, like, Again, we're not over spiritualizing everything because I am so aware. And please hear me say that I'm aware of this. I'm so aware that when it comes to like mental health and emotional stuff, there are real chemical imbalances, and there are real hurts and traumas and things that we got to work through. But can I can I tell you that the root of so much of it it is spiritual? It's spiritual. And 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 the enemy, his whole goal is to bring torment. Now here here's where I want to turn a little bit of a corner, and I know that. I'm kind of a little scattered in the notes. Um, so let me give you point number one and then we'll move to the next thing. Uh, point number one, first thing I want you to see tonight is simply this, that joy or torment are the options. Um, remember, there's no neutral. And, and while maybe we're never in a permanent state of either one, um, the, the enemy, the sway of the world, the, the, the goal is to bring torment. Yet Jesus... Jesus wants to bring joy and life and peace. Brandon, how how in the world, um, like, like how, how does this work? I'd like to point your attention back to Psalm chapter one, real quick, and I just want to point something out. Blessed, someone say blessed. Blessed, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the sins court. Do you know what that is? That's power of agreement. Let me, let me read you the definition real quick uh, so, so you can get it again. Power of agreement is to come into agreement, alignment with someone or something by way of belief, words, actions, and passivity. Is that how you say that word? I'm going with it. Passivity. The power of agreement is what opens the door and gives permission to and gives access to either God or the devil. Can I tell you why so many people, maybe even people in this room, are tormented inside? Power of agreement. Because we have yet to understand the reality that what our life comes into agreement with is what we give permission and access to. Can, 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 I, can I give you a couple just a couple examples? Here's some examples of of agreement. Because you're like Brandon, like how how do I come into agreement with something? Are you ready for me to get real youth pastory and real churchy on you? But like you, but you need it. Give me a couple examples. Number one, um, how about the music you listen to? How how is that power of agreement? I'll, I'll tell you how, because as I have in my headphones, music that is. that that has a spirit to it and a direction and lyrics. And as I'm downloading the song, power of agreement, as I am listening to it, power of agreement, and as I am meditating on and memorizing lyrics, then I will then sing out, that's power of agreement. I'll I'll give give you an example. Um, Have you ever told a joke that you thought was hilarious and nobody laughed? Anybody besides for me, you've ever been like, okay, I'm never telling a joke again because you got so embarrassed? Yeah. This is a true story. Uh, how many of you, you know, Eben and Daniel, Eddie, uh, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, we were at, at a youth event one time, and I don't even remember what the joke was. I'll tell you, it was not inappropriate. Like, it wasn't like, ooh, Brandon, that's, that's PG-13, but it was kind of mean. I do remember it was kind of mean. It's kind of like, oh, that's... And, and we are walking and, and grew people, and I told a joke, and everyone, everyone kind of chuckled, and 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 Daniel Eddy she goes that's not appropriate Brandon you are the youth pastor that's not okay he, he, lo, lo, let's look at the example real quick he, here is a bunch of people that probably thought the same thing but what did they do oh yeah that's, that's yeah it's cool I, can, I i don't want to say anything that's that's agreement It's agreement through being passive. It's agreement through participation. Come on, you know this. If you're in a circle and someone is roasting you, like not being funny, but just making fun of you, and no one in the circle says anything to defend you, what's that called? Agreement. Music we listen to, the social media we consume, coming into agreement by, by our view, by our click, by our like, by our follow, um, how, how about like TV shows and movies that we watch, things that we subscribe to and we pay for, and we give access and meditate in our heart and in our thinking and consume. That's called power of agreement. Uh, how, how about just friend, friends you hang out with? But I mean, like I I, I don't like I don't do anything, bro. Like, I'm just I'm. It's called it's called power of agreement through being passive. It's called Power of Agreement Through Participation. I know I've told you the story before, but I got suspended for five days in fifth grade. In school suspension, I was busted. Do you know why? Because I was present. It's pretty funny, though, to be honest. I was present while my my two friends put a thumbtack carefully placed and secured on a chair and watched a girl in our class sit on it and get a really nice uh, poke in the behind. I didn't do anything. Like, I was like... Principal Blankenship, I think his name was Steve Blankenship. Like, Mr. Blankenship, I didn't, you were there. Agreement through presence and participation. Friends, conversations, how about this? How about just the words that you say? Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of your tongue. I was telling Matt this before the service. So much of our mental health and our internal condition it it actually happens in the privacy of our bedroom, in our car. When we are, when we are alone, isolated within our AirPods and our phone screen, coming into agreement with a world and a culture and ideas, and thoughts and patterns and things that are are demonically inspired. No, bro, like it's, it's like it's not like it's not even evil, and and that's why it's so deceptive. That's that. That's why it's so. That's why it's such a such a bait. Like like like. I don't want to be that guy. So I'm. I'm gonna look over here. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna talk to the drums real quick. Pearl, I never noticed there was a Lakeshore sticker <laughs> on this drum set. Nice. We're sponsored, bro. Nice. Not Pearl Peak, by the way. <laughs> Pearl. I was amazed this past Halloween. At how many people, that. That I know, our Bible-believing Christians, who are to be filled with the Spirit of God and be the light of the world, dressing, participating, coming into agreement through festivity, with dark demonic things. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But but sometimes I'm like, why are we so confused? Like so. Like my son's got a stomach virus right now, and. And he snuck a whole bag of Oreos today, a whole bag. And my wife's like, he's on the toilet with the runs. This guy could win the Olympics with these runs right now. And it's like, and I'm like, well, duh. He's, he's sick and he ate a whole bag of Oreos. Like, why are we so surprised? It's like, I just, man, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know why I feel so tormented on the inside. And then with our whole life, we're in, we're in agreement with, with the enemy, whose only desire is to, is to torment. If you take notes, so you could jot this down. Just, just second thought, that our agreement it opens and closes doors. Romans ten nine, Romans ten nine says this: If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you will be saved. Why am I reading you that verse? Because I want you to see that the power of agreement is actually how salvation happens. Romans is not saying some like legalistic, you know, religious thing. Okay, here, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. If you want to be saved, okay, you want to be saved, you, you gotta believe in your heart that Jesus He really did come. And then with your mouth, you gotta go, Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pete after me, kids, for all my sins, for all my sins. I need for, like, that's, that's not what it's saying. Romans 10.9 is pointing you and I to the power of agreement. If someone believes in their heart and with their mouth says, Jesus, you are the Lord. Je- Jesus, you are the only one who can forgive, who can set free. Je- then they shall be, by the way, this word saved, it, it's the word soterios. It's like full salvation. It's all of God's blessings and benefits and power gets released through the power of agreement. Number three, if you're taking notes, you, you can write this down and we'll, we'll end right here. Um, and, and, and I really do pray this one hurts. Like, I really pray that that you're like, oh, oh, there's a guy in our church, some of you may know, but I love talking to him because midway conversation, he'll be like, oh, 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 oh. He, he said this past Sunday, he, he goes, you got me in my oar. And I'm like, I didn't know you had an oar. But that's dope though. Could I have an oar too? He's like, oh, you got me in my oar. I hope this gets you in the hour. We're responsible for what we receive and reject. Can 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 I be really bold? And and if this applies, it applies. If it's offensive, forgive me or take it anyways. Um, we gotta stop playing the victim card. Like, please stop being the victim. And 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 I. I, I, I'm not excusing anything that has or has not happened in your life. We all come from different circumstances and situations, and all of us, we face things in life that are difficult, some more than others. Life is unfair. I know someone that every time that they brought something to me, my first thought has been, man, Lord, why, like, why does it seem like everything happens to this person? So I'm, I'm not like marginalizing that, but what I am saying is we have to stop being the victim and we have to take responsibility that I'm actually responsible for what I receive and what I reject. 2 Corinthians 10, through through 5 and we'll close with this. Um, Isaiah or Kimberly, either one, you, you can come, come play the keys and we're gonna close here in a second. But 2 Corinthians 10, through 3 listen to what it says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. What does that mean? That means that even though we're all sitting here, we got five senses. Anyone? Can you name your five senses? Amen. <laughs> it's we're close. We're like, yeah. um, uh, My daughters know a really good song from kindergarten about their five senses. Um. Like, like we're like we're all human, but the Bible goes, yeah. But we don't fight in like the in, in, in the natural. For the weapons of our warfare, in other words, what God has given us, they're not carnal. They're not not fleshly, human, earthly things. They are mighty in God, listen to this, for pulling down strongholds. Casting down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus. Um, Someone who's a Bible scholar. Which, by the way, let me say. Let me say one more thing. One more thing. Um, I'm going to keep on every single week, every every chance I get. I'm going to keep encouraging you. Get a Bible. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Do you know right now that two percent? Someone say two percent. Two percent of your generation has any kind of Bible literacy or Bible worldview. That is pathetic. And I'm not saying you're pathetic. I'm saying that's ridiculous. We got work to do. Someone said amen? amen. 2% of your generation has a biblical worldview or any kind of Bible literacy. So, so maybe you don't know this, but, well, like, what's, what's that weapon, Brandon? Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, it says that the weapon, the sword of the Spirit, is the, someone help me, it's the Word it's of God. The Word of God. The, the weapon we've been given is God's word. 2 Corinthians 10 through through 5 says, actually, actually, we don't fight this physical, like it's it's a spiritual battle. And we've been given a weapon that is mighty in God for taking every thought and every idea and every argument that makes itself high and mighty and opposes God to, to grab it and go, no, you will be obedient to Jesus. See, we, we got to take responsibility for what we receive. Brandon, what should we, we receive? We receive God's word. We, th- this is why it's such a big deal that we become people who have a love for the Bible, who are, stu- we're, we're going to talk about it next week, who, ha- who delights in the law of the Lord. Psalms chapter one, verse three. We, we got to be people that we have a love for God's word so we can receive his word. We can receive what he says about us. We can receive the peace and the joy and the wisdom and then have the ability to go, That that's not, that that's not from God. Th- this is, I'm gonna call it the Daniel-Eddie principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not funny, Brandon. Like I'll, I'll never, we're at Camp Thunderbird in the middle of the field. I felt like such a moron. She goes, that's not funny you're the youth pastor. That's, what was she doing? She was literally taking something captive and going, no, 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 no. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, red, red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, you're the youth pastor. These are all the students and youth leaders. This is not okay. And so rather than passively being like, yeah, yeah, ha, 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 ha. And she goes, nope. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, y'all. Brandon, time to get accountable, bro. You to youth pastor. That's And all of a sudden, the whole changed. Can I Can I give you a really good example of this? And I'm so proud of this person. Um, I asked if I could use their name because I wanted to brag on them. And I'm like, please, can I tell a story about you tonight? And they said, tell the story, but please do not use my name. And um, I wish I could use their name because I, I love the story. We, we were at a youth event a while back. And um, maybe I just need to grow. You know what I mean? because um because I made a joke that hurt someone's feelings, like really, really upset them, and I could tell they're mad at me too have you, you ever, has anyone ever been mad at you, and you could tell but they haven't told you they're mad at you, yep. and so like we're still at this youth event it's an l y c event and and like I keep on passing by this person, and I'm like are i think I, I think they're what are they mad are they and and about tw- 20 minutes later, here's what they did. Pastor Brandon, can I talk to you? Hey, you ever still been mad at someone, but you're trying to make it right through? Can I talk to you? Hey, Pastor Brandon, can I talk to you? Like, yes. Should I bring nunchucks or ninja stars? Like, are we going to, will this get physical? Can, can, I, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk. And I've never been so proud of someone. He, he goes, hey, um, so here's the deal. You, you told that joke and it really hurt my feelings. But, but I realized that as I was getting mad, I was starting to let bitterness root in my heart. And I do not want to give the, the enemy room in my life. And so I just need to come to you and say, hey, I'm, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, I'm kind of offended you said that, but I want you to know that I forgive you. And I, and I, I don't want to let that, that is taking stuff captive. That is going, I'm not receiving this. That's garbage, man. No, I'm, I'm going to reject this thought and receive what the Bible says. I'm mad. I'm angry. This youth pastor with bushy eyebrows and, and dumb, mean jokes. I'm, I'm mad, but, but I reject bitterness. I reject frustration, and I'm receiving God's word that says it's peace and reconciliation. That is the, this is how we are to live. When we we, we got to start taking responsibility to, to go, you know what? Actually, um, um, unfollow, delete, de- <laughs> in the ocean, throw it away. I got to start taking responsibility to actually, you know, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm actually not going to listen to this anymore. I'm actually not watching this anymore. I'm, I no longer will I bring my life into agreement with the enemy. I don't want to walk in the path of the sinners. I don't want to stand in the pathway of the ungodly. I don't want to make my tent, my dwelling place in this world cultural view and idea of how we not, nah, no, no. Because that's giving access and permission to the devil in my heart to torment me, to bring anxiety, to bring fear, to, no, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm rejecting this I need to come explore. We hope you've been inspired by this word To help awaken your faith on a regular basis Subscribe now so you can be alerted When we have a new message Thank you so much for listening